Okay. All right. Check, check. Mic check. One, two, five. Okay, that's better. All right. And in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Strange Crew Podcast would like to proudly present to you Evan Money. And Primes, baby. Anyway, folks, we apologize for the delay. We had an episode for you guys uh, for Monday, but the recording was terrible. It was awful, and it didn't even matter because it didn't render up at all. Like, we had <laughs> nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, uh, we lost audio, guys. So, unfortunately, yeah. So, we're shooting this again for the second time. Yeah. Um, so real quick, we want to give you guys an update. Um, so we are actually due to scheduling uh, issues that we've been having. We are actually going to permanently move the podcast to Wednesday mornings yes. instead of Monday mornings. Uh, just for us, it works out a little bit easier. Um, I have a new work schedule uh, that I am trying to get acclimated to. And uh, this just seems like it would be the easiest way for us to be able to make sure that we bring you like a high quality episode um, where it's not just quickly thrown together or anything like that. Uh, so, and we apologize for missing last week. Uh, Primes had the COVID, the Rona, the coronavirus. So uh, he's feeling better now, but last week he basically couldn't even talk for like two minutes. So <clears throat> yeah, it was, um, it was a fun time. You know, I, uh, as you guys can just, just hear that. Uh, still trying to get this congestion congestion out of my chest, but for the most part, yeah, we're rocking and rolling now. We're chilling, and uh, glad to be back, guys. Missed you guys so much, and uh, yeah, man, it's good to be talking to you again. You money, so. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Before, really, owe you guys two jackasses of the week. Yes. Um. So let's get this. <laughs> let's get this out of the way first. So is, first, it, is I, that a? Uh, by the way, is that a record? Two jackasses. One day, one podcast. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I think it may have happened. We had an honorable mention, but I don't think we've had two just blatantly jackasses. <laughs> um, so the first one is uh, NFL cornerback Damon Arnett, uh, who was formerly of the Oakland Raiders and then was released due to uh, some gun related charges and was signed by the Miami Dolphins practice squad and his contract expired. And then the chiefs signed him up for a future like contract for next season. And a few weeks after that, he was actually, I don't even think it was a few weeks. I think it was like a week and a couple of days that he was let go due to another gun related incident. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Raiders doing nothing, but they, they need to be doing background checks on these kids when they're drafting them. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, listen, is that, the, is that what you call the Raiders curse? You know, the curse of the Raiders? I mean, after losing Ruggs or Riggs or whatever his last name is, you know, and then this, I mean, uh, that just puts a damper on just wanting to be a, uh, a Raiders fan, you know? Um, I mean – God bless. Uh, that's like we talked about in previous podcasts, man. That's what happens when you give, uh, you know, some people a lot of money, man. You know, they start acting out and uh, I just, you know, I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. And I think it goes back to like that same thing that we had talked about, like that 
athletes feel like they're above everybody in society. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, like I said, like, you know, for like rugs and our net, like you guys are, there were relatively young guys and they pretty much, they, you know, rugs has ruined his life. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, accidentally killing a woman and her dog, um, yeah. is a horrible thing. And Arnett walking around like he's some, you know, thug, you know, like I'm a millionaire gangster thug. Like you're not Scarface, homie. Like chill out. <laughs> right. Hey, you want to know who walked around the acting like they were a thug this past weekend was, uh, Alvin Kamara. Did you hear anything about that? <laughs> I did. I did. Actually, I'm going to be honest. Okay. So. Honestly, folks, as we were recording, uh, on we had re- we were just, we actually recorded uh, Sunday night, and that actually came across like our, our text feeds that uh, he had actually um, what he did, but I, it was like in a misdemeanor assault or something like that, and I was yeah. like, "Are you kidding me? Like here we go again yeah. with this? Like what what?" <sighs> What do NFL players and athletes not understand about, you know, just simply being like a respectable human being? Like, right. you can't, like, first off, they're genetic freaks. So yeah. anytime you put your hands on somebody and you're like that, you're, it, you know, you're going to look like, a, like you're just completely obliterating them. So no situation, whether it's physical, makes you look good. Like, you, oh, yeah. No, for sure, man. And and that's what I that's kind of exactly what I was thinking though too. It's it's like, you know, you, you're already set up to fail as it is, you know. Um, you got the public eye on you for one. And I, it just I don't I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, you know, you can't you can't fix stupid, but at the same time, you know, sometimes they get charged with stuff that was honestly really not that bad. I haven't really read into it a whole lot. Uh, I don't think I will, considering that I don't think it's really that bad, you know compared to what we've heard, you know, football players do in the past. So I, I personally won't read into it too much. But I do think that, you know, if you are a, a superstar of that caliber, I mean, the entire world knows you, you're a huge name, a, a phenomenal athlete. Keep your ass out of trouble. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> you, most of these guys could literally pay for a babysitter to just keep trouble away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I think cracks me up is like, uh, you know, I – like we we've joked about you know if we go out and do like an event if we're gonna have like uh you know like security with us or anything like that just in case um and we're not even like like famous we're not even famous but we talk about it just because you never know how people are gonna act nowadays yeah and we don't want to do anything that would paint us in a bad light because we have to defend ourselves or stick up for ourselves yeah and I think that that's what is just like mind boggling. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely agree. Um, 100%. You know, and that's the thing is, is, you know, this world is, uh, it's weird, man. And uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I feel for these athletes, but at the same time, it's, it's, you kind of bring it on yourself. You know, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If you ask me. No, absolutely. Um, so moving on to our second jackass of the week. Um, we're going to stick with the Raiders because I think that they made a fucking terrible, horrendous decision. Um, good old Mark Davis, Al Davis's son. Um, he looks like John Gruden. If you left John Gruden in the microwave for too long <laughs> shots, 
Um, this idiot decided that it would be a good idea to bring Josh McDaniels in as their new head coach. Instead of retaining their interim coach, uh, Rich uh, Berseca, I, 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 I apologize if I'm butchering your name, um, but this guy actually dug your team from the Gruden incident, from the Ruggs incident, and actually made them a playoff contender and lost to a team that, you know, we had talked about at the time after the game yeah. where they got, you know, a little, I felt like they got screwed out of a, you know, giving up a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you lost to, to Joe Burrow and the Bengals who were playing in the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> what? Why would you get rid of this guy? Um, you know, first I want to, I want to say shout out to, uh, to Rich because he's actually uh, moved on to uh, accept a coaching job up in uh, Green Bay as a um, special teams, um, special teams coach. Um, but here's why this is a bad deal. And this is going to kind of segue into something else that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, I, I don't understand where people under like people think that because you're attached to Bill Belichick, you're going to be a phenomenal coach. Yeah. Like, did you know that as of like last, uh, like I think it was last year around like November, I had read that all of Bill Belichick's former assistant coaches has a combined win rate, a combined win percentage of 41. Oh my God. They are 208 to 296 with one tie. Oh my God. That is terrible. <laughs> but you would think out of, you know, with, with Belichick being one of the greatest, if not the greatest, you know, head coach of all time, you know, you, you would think that would be different. Well, that just goes to show you how good of a coach Belichick actually is. Yeah. In my opinion, because you see how many of his proteges have gone on. And it's not like the guy, the guy is a genius. His coordinators aren't. And to me, this is one of the most baffling things because, you know, I, I thought that they should have kept rich, but um, I know, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have seen like in the media, you know, uh, the former coach of the Dolphins, Brian Flores, um, basically saying that he was given like, uh, like mock, uh, I say mock interviews, but that's like a test interview in some places, but it, yeah. Yeah. I'm using it in the term of like a sham. I, I, I guess that would be, it'd be a sham interview. Like this is all fake. This is for show. Um, and I think a lot, a lot of people talk about like how there's not enough black head coaches in the league. Um, and normally I, again, this is going to segue into something else we're talking about. Um, you know, as far as like political and racial issues, we've we've tried to keep them off, but they're this these the past couple of weeks have been such hot buttons that we felt the need that we wanted to talk about them. Yes. Um, this one I can actually kind of understand because you hire a guy who's got a terrible record in Josh McDaniels as a head coach. When he was with the Broncos, they were terrible. They went eight and eight, and then they went three and nine the following year. Like the guy is not a good coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then you look at like the statistics of like how long like some coaches are allowed to lose, uh, you know, before they get fired compared to like Brian Flores, who did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, and which 
it does cause like bring into question like do, is it a thing of race is it a thing that has to do with with him being a black man um or any of them um i know that you know it's there's a double-edged sword when you force people to do uh certain things like the, they have the rooney rule which is where you have to you know basically interview people of color yeah well, it's, it's a double-edged sword because if you don't feel that somebody is actually qualified for your team, you shouldn't have to hire them. Right. No, 100%. 100%. And, and that's it, – it's – yeah, I – I – go ahead. I, I'll tap into this in a second. I, I – down. Go ahead. No, so, it, so what I wanted to point out was I was like, you know, like you look at a guy like Brian Flores and you look at a guy like Eric Bieniemy. Um, and people talk about, well, they don't interview well, you know, they try and, you know, there's, I've heard talks of, they have tried, they try to do all these weird things in the interview process, um, to kind of get these guys on their toes and do this and do that. And it's like, wait a minute, this is about football. Okay. This is, this isn't about, this isn't about what favorite, you know, uh, cookie do you want to have with your coffee every morning? Right. Um, you know, what, what do you prefer crossword puzzles or, or word <laughs> searches or Sudoku? Like none of that should matter. Um, you know, I, I, I am a firm believer in that. If, if, if I have a vision for my team and I'm, I'm bringing somebody in, I would like our visions to be somewhat close and somewhere that we can kind of be compatible and kind of mesh well. Um, so that from that aspect, I do understand, but you, you can't sit there and be like, Oh, well, Josh McDaniels, look what he did with Mac Jones. Look, yeah. look at him. Yeah. like, well, wait a minute. Like I can go down a whole list of guys from Belichick's, you know, uh, umbrella who have failed and yeah. have failed horribly. You know, Romeo Cornell was here in Kansas city and he was a terrible head coach. Yeah. Great defensive coordinator, really good defensive coordinator, terrible head coach. Somebody gave him his shot. And that's where I don't understand where like a coach like Brian Flores, who had, you know, Miami actually competing all year. You have a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who uh, is arguably the offensive coordinator of one of the best offenses that football's ever seen. Um, Why are, why are these guys getting the short end of the stick? Right. Um, I know that the Texans recently signed Lovey Smith to be, you know, their head coach, but again, my question is, is was this a, well, we don't want to be considered racist because Lovey Smith is an okay coach, yeah, but you know what he, what he, what he brings to the table. Um, you know, because you look at his time with the bears, like Marvin Lewis, I think had one of the longest tenures for a coach when he was uh, with Cincinnati. And it was mind boggling that the guy kept the job because of how horrible he did. <laughs> um, and as we dive further into the other subject that we want to talk about before I, I, I let you speak on this, um, I'm a firm believer in, and that I don't care black, white, brown, you know, whatever you should, you should be given the opportunity for what you have earned. Yeah. And if you haven't earned it, then why are you complaining about not getting an opportunity? Yep. I feel like a guy like Eric Bieniemy, and I feel like a guy like Brian Flores, they have earned the right to get a chance to be head coaches. Brian Flores didn't, I don't feel, deserve to get fired in Miami. Um, 
And Eric Bieniemy, this is the third year now where we've talked about losing him, and it doesn't look like he's going anywhere yeah. as of right now. At least you know a head coaching spot in the NFL. Um, you know, and again, just because you know. It, this sounds really bad because it's there's like a two different ways about this because um, the, and this is going to be the last thing I say and let, I'll let you speak so I'm, I apologize for no you're fine brother you're fine um, it's a funny thing because I don't know if you can call uh, I don't know if you can sit there and say that it it, it is something that has to do with race um, but it is definitely a head scratcher. Because again, you're talking about a sport predominantly dominated by black men. Yeah. Um, as far as they are what actually gets people in seats, they are what uh, are put on, you know, people come to see. Nobody comes to see the owner, nobody comes to see the GM. Um, but again, I understand that there are levels. And, you know, majority of ownership is, is white and majority of front staff, you know, front office people are white. Um, but again, like when Colin Kaepernick compared it to, you know, the NFL draft to the slave trade, like that's a bit of a reach, man. That's no, a- and I, I definitely understand what you're saying for sure. No, and I, I think you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, you know, I, I think – it, for people to say that it's it's racism or or you know people or owners are or racist or whatever for not letting some of these you know um, black males at that's false. I mean, yes, I'm sure you know there's uh, there might be a tad bit of racism. I, I don't know. I don't. I I don't think so. At you know I. I you never know. I mean, you never know anybody's intentions, but I don't think um, it has anything to do with him being, you know, black. I think it just has to do with if you're not seeing the vision, then you're not going to be there, you know, and, and that's just the the hard thing about it is, is, you know, everybody's so quick to try to cancel somebody or so everybody's so quick to try to, you know, throw the race card where it doesn't need to be thrown. I mean, you know, does uh, Brian Flores feel like he's being, you know, um, neglected because he's black, I'm uh, sure. Um, but just from the text messages between him and Bill Belichick, I, I don't think, you know, that it has anything to do with the racism. I think it's just he was not fit for, you know, going to where he was supposed to go. And that's fine. I mean, eat your shit and move on. Um, I, I just, I don't, man, I don't know, man. I, I think this cancel culture we live in and and just the, the race card is just thrown out there so fast without context. You know, and I just think it's a bunch of bullshit. So that's my that's my short, sweet spill on it, you know, and and, you know, like I said, it's my opinion. Um, But I I think race has nothing to do with him not getting jobs. I think it's just uh, if you suck, you suck, man, you know. So, well, yeah, and I think that's where, like I said, it kind of draws that weird line because, yeah. It is kind of a head scratcher of of why, like a guy, like I said, with Eric B. Enemy, why is he not getting the opportunity? Well, if if it comes out and, and here's the thing is that, you know, a lot of people, I, I think you're correct. A lot of people want to jump in and, and automatically assume um, that race plays a factor. Yeah. Um, and again, we don't know either, you yeah. know, um, but again, majority of athletics are, are built around some of the greatest athletes we've ever seen who 
majority of them have been black. Yep. Um, yep. You know, and majority of them have, have made wonderful careers that have paid them very well and, yep. and definitely changed the dynamic uh, to allow them to, you know, give back to their communities where they came from and yep. to, you know, become business owners, entrepreneurs after the game. Um, and that's where it, it like, I, I'm sure that there is some like old school racism that still harbors around because there always will be. Yep. Because racism is, it, 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 well, it isn't like you're not in, you're not born a racist. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's taught. It is something that you are, are shown is okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I do, I, I just, I, I don't know. I have a hard time understanding, uh, what maybe, you know, be, and the problem is, is that we're not, we're, we are not inside those interviews. Yeah. We are not inside those private conversations. Um, I know, uh, you know, mo- moving, kind of segueing into the next point. Um, I know that when, when people take something out of context, um, just because they hear a little blurb, um, is, is a huge deal. Um, if I, if I walk up to you, um, and we, we've done this to each other before and like where we walk up to each other and we're like, what's up, you fucking bitch. Yeah. How we talk to each other. That's how we greet each other. Yeah. But somebody else hears that and thinks, what the, you know, what? Yeah. The fuck did you just say to him? Yep. Like, whoa, you're jumping to conclusion because you don't know the context in which we talk to how we, you know, are presenting it to each other. Yep. We are presenting it with smiles on our faces, with a joking manner. Um, and then also reading the room of it. When we show up to each other, we could tell it like, oh, we're, we're both in a good mood. Yep. Oh, great. Yep. Um, and I think like, even, you know, like I said, like segueing into the next, next point here, um, you know, like this whole Joe Rogan thing is mind boggling. Um, because I know a majority of people at this point know, um, Spotify is getting a lot of pressure and a lot of heat to cancel Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, at, at first there was, uh, some artists that a majority of us have never heard of before, unless you're, um, a little bit older uh, than you know our generation um, <clears throat> about spreading fake news and all this stuff that Joe Rogan's you know spreading this and um, which is is honestly hysterical because Joe Rogan's one of like the only people I've ever seen that will bring anybody on. Yep, um, and will change his views based on the information given. Um, and he he's even said that as well is that he will change his views. He will stand by what he believes in um, unless you present him with something that legitimately makes him question that. And, um, and I know right now, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I know you know this. Um, he, he's getting talked about because of uh, saying the N word. Yeah. And um, we got, we got really in depth with this folks when we had recorded this uh, for Monday's podcast that we, you know, we lost. Um, and I, I, one of the things I said was that um, I, context is key because 
the N word along with every other slur to describe anybody of any nationality, what it is, is disgusting. Yep. But the context and how you say it, okay, that we can say racist terms for Jews, um, for, you know, Asians, Chinese, Japanese, Mexicans, white people. Why, why, why are all those okay? And the N-word is the one where it, no matter what form you say it, no matter how you say it, you're automatically a racist. Yep. And to me, that's, that's, that's stupid because legitimately, if you want to say slavery was one of the worst things that's ever happened in humanity, I wouldn't disagree with you. But it wasn't the only horrible thing that happened in humanity. Yeah. And we need to take that into consideration because I, uh, and I correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I know you had talked about this and I'll let, I want you to kind of go into it, but what was the context that Joe was kind of putting that stuff in? So he was pretty much talking about, you know, when, well, while saying, you know, the N word, um, hard R and, you know, the A, um, you know, he, he was pretty much explaining what people have said in with, you know, in interviews or commercials or what politicians have said. He didn't say anything out of derogatory, you know, slang, like him calling somebody that. It was more of he was just, you know, bringing out context of what other people said. And, of course, everybody cropped, you know, what he said. You know, of course, said the word. Um, and uh, it, it, they they pretty much did a compilation of that, uh, essentially, you know. And, and of course, we are, you know, headline readers as, as humans. You know, we, we tend to read the headline, and that's how we get our information without actually tapping in. Um, you know, I'm a victim of that myself, but, you know, and that's the thing is, is I feel like, you know, a lot of these people that are trying to cancel a man, um, didn't read anything, you know, yes. Could he have not said those words? Sure. Um, could he have, you know, said it kind of like how we're explaining it? Sure. Um, you know, without actually saying the word, uh, sure. You know, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I mean, um, it, it just, it, what's the difference to me than Leonardo DiCaprio saying the N word in a movie? You know, I know it's in a movie, but it's, he's still saying it, but nobody makes a big deal about that. Um, it, it's just one of those things, man. It's, it's context, bro. We talked about this last time, context, context, context. Um, I know he was getting a lot of heat um, from certain news sources and I don't really want to go political, but you guys can kind of, you know, do your own research. And I really feel that he is on blast right now uh, because they did a side by side about who pulls more views, who has more fame base, who who pretty much, you know, um, gets more listens and stuff like that. Joe Rogan beats him any given Sunday um, barely, without even trying. So I feel like, you know, news sources will do what they got to do to, you know, blackball some of these guys, um, even though, I mean, let's be honest, Evan, I don't think Joe Rogan's racist at all. Like we said he brought he he brings on anybody on his podcast, any color descent, any you know religion, any anything, bro. And I mean, his, some of his best friends are in the UFC of of, of color descent, you know. Um, so I don't know, man. It's just I, I think it's a bunch of bullshit, you know. And um, I, I did see. Did you see that other program? I can't remember the name of it. It's like Rumble or Rumble or something. Offered him a hundred million dollars. 
No, I did not see that. Yeah, so they offered some, I think it's Rumple, Rumble, Ripple, or whatever it is, man. They offered him $100 million for four years or whatever, and he has free censorship. So there, there, there's, like, he will never be censored. Yeah. No matter what he says. Well, and I, I think the thing about it is, too, is that I know Spotify has come out and actually backed uh, Joe. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so, because I, I, you're right. You're, like, bringing up, like, the UFC fighters that he's interacted with. Um, one of his favorite people to do commentary with is Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that don't know who Daniel Cormier, he, he's was a black, uh, black MMA fighter, um, world class, you know, wrestler, and um, <clears throat> they they're like they have one of the best relationships in the world. You know, uh, Rogan does a lot of stuff with uh, you know Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle's uh, whole group of of comedians, and. You know, it's it's funny because people are so quick to jump off of any kind of support of somebody because oh, they said something that they said something that somebody got offended by. Well, you know, we've all said offensive shit. Yeah. We all have. If you if you played if you played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you have said some <laughs> offensive shit. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because that's kind of what I was kind of leaning towards too. I was like, man, some of these people have not been in never been in some Modern Warfare 2 lobbies early 2000s, you know. <laughs> so. The amount of the amount of guys that said that they banged my mom and called me something that had to do with the N-word or with a derogatory word for, you know, somebody uh, uh, you know, of, of Mexican descent is insane. Insane. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's, I feel, oh, that's funny. But no, I, I just feel, you know, we're, we're in such a, you know, cult cancel culture. Um, and I, I just feel like, you know, nobody does their, does their research, man. And, and, you know, and one thing I really want to tap into and kind of mesh this together that really kind of upset me with this whole ordeal was, uh, was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, for, for you guys that don't know, uh, I'm not even going to go say much about the guy. Do your research on him. The Rock. If you don't know who he is, you, you live under a rock. <laughs> no pun intended. But, Patrick. you know, I mean, I mean uh, you know, I, I lost kind of a lot of respect for The Rock. Um, I love him, man. He's an awesome actor. Great motivator. I love everything he's done from the WWE to movies to motivation to anything, man. Um, but he lost me. You know, because uh, he, he's been great friends with Joe Rogan. You know, if, if you guys don't know, he is, what, Samoan and black. Um, so, you know, he's multi-nationality. Uh, but, you know, he, he came out and said that he stopped backing Joe Rogan um, for saying, you know, the things that he said or whatever. And I just feel like that's kind of a uh, lowball move, considering that if you guys are not, you know, if, if some of you guys are familiar with Rock, you know that he's, he's a comedic, um, you know, wrestler at times and have said some pretty derogatory stuff. Um, you know, and I just feel like it's kind of, you know, painting the kettle black and, you know, just, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with the rock, you know, saying that he doesn't back Joe Rogan, especially some, with some of the stuff he said, it's just, it just kind of means to me that he kind of sold out, you know, and I, I get, you got to please Hollywood. You got to please, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that follow you around the world. Um, but at the same time, man, stand up and, and be a man, you know? Um, I think he lost a lot of respect for me on that. So, no, and I, 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 I saw what you were talking about, and as m most of you should know, and as, as you know, Primes, I'm, I'm, a, The Rock is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, some of the stuff that he did while he was in, you know, in professional wrestling and people could be like, well, that was the character. That wasn't, that wasn't what are you at? Like, well, if it's so fucking offensive, what, what does the context matter then? Yeah. You don't care about context when it comes to somebody that's an easy target. Yeah. But, and, and what I mean by an easy target is, is, well, it's easy to point out that Joe Rogan's a racist. He's white. But, well, wait, wait a minute. It, it, is racism only one way? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to tap into, man. I'm, I'm glad that you said that, you know, because kind of like we said in the last uh, last podcast, bro, is it's, you know, that it, that's what confuses me. You know, for those of you that don't know, I am mixed. You know, I am uh, black and I'm white. Um, doesn't make me any better or worse or whatever, but it just it. It really makes me question, you know, both sides as well, because, you know, like if a black male says the N word to another black male in a music video or whatever the case is, it's kind of uppowering. It's cool. It's tight. You know, if a Mexican says it to a black guy or, you know, black guy says it to a Mexican guy, um, then it's cool. It's it's fine. But if a white person says it, I get it. You know, it. I, I understand there was racism, you know, early on, but. It, it, that's where I'm lost, though. It's like, what's the difference? I mean, what, what's the difference from, you know, a white or black guy and a Mexican calling, you know, the white guy a derogatory word, too? And it's not racist. I, I just I, that's where I'm confused at in this world, man. Um, you know, I, like we've talked about, racism is, is disgusting. You know, I don't support it at all. But it just I, I don't think that, you know, everything should be one sided. Um, no. But, and that's the thing is that it's it's not a one way street. Um, I actually worked with a guy, um, and he, he's an idiot. Like the, he said the most idiotic thing to me. And I want you to, I, I want you to listeners and, and prime, I want you to digest literally what he said. I'm going to tell you exactly what he said to me and just digest it for a second. Okay. Yep. He said that he, he was playing basketball with somebody and, this person and him were obviously going back and forth and they were kind of John and this guy slapped him in the face. And he said, well, I just, I just left it alone. Now I I said, why would you, why would you let a grown man slap you in the face as a grown man? Yeah. You put your hands on me. I am definitely putting my hands on you. Yeah. And he said, well, he's black and I'm white. And I don't know what life he's had to live where maybe white people have always been rude or disrespectful to him. And I said, so wait a minute. So you don't know his life. So you give him a pass to be, physically abusive to you and he assault you but he shouldn't give you a pass because he doesn't know your life right well no no like i'm sorry if this sounds really insensitive but i really want you to understand where i'm coming from on this and i and i do mean my listeners because if you know me and majority of you don't know me on a personal level but if you know me, there is not a single racism bone, like racist bone in my body yeah, at all. But 
I had nothing to do with slavery. Neither did, neither did my parents who my dad's Mexican. So if you really want to throw a fucking fit about it, people like go for it. But my mom had nothing to do with, with, you know, slavery. Yeah. Never, never showed a, a speck of racism ever. My mom actually has gone and hung out with, uh, some of the 57th street road dog villains um, you know, and the, that was a group that, uh, came up with tech nine. Yeah. Um, and everybody from Kansas city obviously knows tech nine. My best friend growing up, his name's Julian and he's like a brother to me and we've never seen color as an issue. And, but for, for, for this guy to tell me that he is supposed to suffer and pay for the fact that maybe somewhere down his ancestry line, one of his one somebody in his family may have owned a slave. Yeah, may have done something or said something racist. Was it him though? And that's what I said to him. I said, "Or were you? Have you said something racist to him? Have you done something?" that is considered racism towards the guy that put his hands on. Then why the fuck did you let him slap you? (laughs) Like you don't get a, you don't get a pass because you're upset about history. Yeah. Like if that's the case, then every fucking native American has every right to just murder and kill every single fucking person in this entire fucking country and take back everything that was theirs and it wasn't even theirs. It was their ancestors that got screwed over. I didn't do nothing. We have not done anything. And I think and- that's the part that kills me is that when you look at it like that, it only goes one way. No, it doesn't. Being, being half white and being half brown... I've been told I cannot date people's daughters because my dad's family is Hispanic. Yeah. I was told that I wasn't good enough to be around people because my dad is Hispanic. And then I had an entire group of people who I thought, you know what? Maybe, maybe they will accept me. But every kid, every Hispanic kid in my school basically pushed me away because I was white. So the thought of, oh, Evan, what do you know about, you know, what do you, money, what do you know about (laughs) in color? Like, motherfucker, I lived it. But I don't harbor any, none of those people owe me anything. Yeah. I was fine. I still had friends. I still got to enjoy my years and I still am. And that is what I think a lot of people need to digest is that it goes both ways. You can't point the blame at, I can't look at somebody and be like, oh, uh, your son 
robbed me. Uh, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Like, no, their son's a piece of shit. <laughs> Just because they raised him does not mean that they were like, hey, go rob those people. You should yeah. rob people. And if they did, then that rightfully so. Judge them. Yeah. But if you don't know, shut up. No, and I think that's exactly what the world we live in right now. You know, especially with the cancel culture, bro. I feel like it's and what's crazy to me is I feel like a lot of the, you know, the a lot of people that are the cancel culture never had to deal with racism in their life. <laughs> you know? That's where it fucks me up. Is I feel like a lot of this cancel culture is people that have never experienced racism are the or first they people. Manufacture it. They manufacture like this false racism. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm I'm right there with you. You know, um, I don't know. It's just it's upsetting. But what can you do? I mean, I, I listened to I listened to the Nuck Boys one time. I said as they were growing up on you know Instagram and and starting to become you know. Uh, a pretty, pretty established group and, a, you know, establishing a really good following. They said back in the day, you know, it used to be up to your followers. Um, your followers would let you know if you're canceled or not, you know, not society. Um, they said, if your fans, like if you said, accidentally said something that was fucked up and your fans canceled you, then you were canceled. Your fans, not people that don't even know anything about you. Um, you know, and I, I just, I feel like um, that could go good and bad. Um, cause you can have some diehard fans, you know, <laughs> that'll, that'll support you through what, you know, um, thick and thin, but you know, I, I think that that is a lot better, a lot better way to, to deal with that. I mean, if your fans, like the people that are your diehards are like, okay, listen, like you fucked up, like we're, we're done, then you fucked up. But if, if that's like me saying, you know, I've never met you a day in my life and I want to cancel you because you said that my mom was a whore. Or something derogatory. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. So no, and I and I agree with that. Um you know, I I think that it's insane that kind of going back to it, I think it's insane that out of a thousand seven hundred and seventy episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast. Spotify deleted a hundred and ten of them, and you're telling me out of a hundred and out of out of the seventeen, almost eighteen hundred shows, a hundred and ten had material that were were offensive. Doesn't necessarily mean that it was all racial. Yeah. But 110 had, had something that people just didn't agree with. I, I challenge people to do this. If you're going to cancel somebody, know everything about them. Yeah. Listen to every, you better listen to every, you want Joe Rogan off of Spotify, you go to Spotify right now after you subscribe and, and share our podcast, <laughs> I tell you to go to every single one of his episodes, listen to every single one and tell me that that guy's a racist piece of shit. Yeah. That he's is all about spreading fake news. Yeah. 
because you're absolutely, you said it, you hit it right on the head is that headlines are all people read anymore. Yep. We fuck, we do it here. We do yep. it. We do it with our shit. Click bait motherfuckers. Yep. For those of you that don't remember, let's you're about to get fucking Rick rolled on every fucking time you, you click on an article that sounds fucking what, what, there's a video right now actually going around on YouTube where it's like, uh, you know, have you ever seen that uh, thing where I think, uh, I'm trying to think what what's, what uh, page does it, but they basically do like, you know, kids meet criminals, kids meet cops, kids meet a bank robber. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, there's a video going around of a thumbnail, a thumbnail, okay, that says kids meet pe- and there's a thumbnail of two kids sitting in, sitting alongside a guy with a bald head and long hair and, a, and a, you know. And you click on it and you get Rickrolled. And if you don't know what that is, that's never going to give you up. Never, <laughs> never going to get you, you down. down. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And it, you know what? When I looked at it, I was like, I was like, damn, that got me. We are all victims of just clickbait. We all hope for the worst. Yep. Um, you know, there was this, there's this, um, there's a show on, on HBO and I've never watched it because I don't have HBO, <laughs> but I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to. Um, and it's, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's got Jason Momoa and like everybody in the world's blind, right? Everybody, everybody's blind. Um, and I thought, you know, how crazy would it be if we were all blind and you couldn't see the color of somebody's skin? Yeah. Then you really do have to judge people on the character in which they present themselves. Yeah. Because whether it's just race, whether it's you look at somebody because they're dirty or because they wear dog collar and they bark at people or because, you know, I, I legitimately don't care how you live your life as long as you're not hurting other people. Yep. Um, and uh, let me say that again. As long as you're not hurting other people, you want to sit there and bathe yourself every day and, and grape jelly, go for it. Yep. Not my cup. Hey, it's not my thing, but if that's your thing, cool. I'm, I'm never going to hate on you at, at what whatsoever. But if the cost of fucking grape jelly goes up because of you son of a bitch, yeah. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> if I got to, if, if Smuckers goes up just a little bit. <laughs> no, and I think that's the thing is it's just like, like people need to let people live their lives. Yeah. And get to know people before you make a snap judgment. Yeah. And, Again, folks, we're, I'm really like we really didn't want like this to be like such a serious. But this one really was like just unsettling for us. Yeah, because we've talked about it before um, in, in private is just that cancel culture is not the way to go. Because, um, again, we've all made mistakes. You know, majority of us get to come back from those mistakes and become better people. And if nobody ever made mistakes, uh, then you would be God, you know, Jesus, whatever you, whatever religion you believe in. Um, 
but you'd be fucking lying if you said, yeah. oh, I've never made a mistake because we all have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's okay. That's, that's enough of the doom and gloom. Um, anyway, so, uh, hot pockets. How do you guys feel about hot pockets? No, Man, just... I love hot pockets. I actually, dude, shit. Amazon it is. <laughs> oh, Jeff Bezos, another horrible person. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know what's funny is I was actually at the store the other day, and I keep I keep going to get like pizza rolls, and there are none. There's a shortage of to- Tostinos. Is in trouble, people. Hey, <laughs> <Save> Tostinos. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Hey, on a side note, guys, pizza rolls with buffalo sauce. Ooh, yes, that shit hits different. You know, there. I, I just want. I wanted to point out one thing. Um, I think that the air fryer is one of the greatest in, things that have come around in a very long time since the TV. Yeah, the boob tube. Yep, the boob tube. <laughs> the boob tube. <laughs> um, no, folks. Uh, yeah, we're uh, you know, next week we'll be back on a more pep. Of a step, yeah. But uh, no, we just we you know like I said you know we we again we apologize for you know the week missing. Um, again, we want to rethank you guys uh, for getting us to our first uh, first subscriber goal. Um, we're super excited and super pumped. Um, we've actually got a few things lined up that we're you know gonna keep on trucking with. Um, and uh, this this might be this might catch primes by a little bit of a surprise here. But if any of you have anything, any kind of special event, anything that you would like photographed or videoed, uh, reach out to us on our DMs, um, and we can you know we'll see what we can do for you guys. Oh yeah, no, um, we definitely love collabing with you guys, and you know we've uh, we're definitely excited to kind of see where this thing goes, man. You know we're. Uh, we're just trying to entertain you guys and also uh, just spread positivity and, and, you know, creativity, you know, through people. And uh, we're just, uh, we're just blessed and, and grateful that, you know, we've already hit our you know subscriber goal and man, that's crazy. You know, when we first started this, we never realized we'd hit it this fast or, you know, um, but I, I just, I'm grateful, man. Thank you guys so much for listening every week and tuning in and, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to tighten things up around here when, you know, we're not perfect yet, but keyword yet. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, we're just very appreciative each week and, uh, you know, just trying to get better and better. So thank you guys so much for listening, man. Yeah. And on it, you know, honestly, folks, uh, you know, um, we've got the, we still got the giveaway coming. Um, so make sure you go follow us on all of our socials. Um, and, uh, you know, get yourself entered. Um, we will have a merchandise link website situation going on uh i think we're that's probably going to be hitting around uh mid-april is when we're looking at that um so that'll be fun and exciting um we've actually got uh we've been working with a designer and we got some new things uh designed up that we're really excited about um and uh yeah, we, we honestly, we just can't wait to continue growing. Um, you guys are a part of this journey. 
we love you guys. Um, we love seeing more interaction from you guys because we want to be able to connect with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, our lives, uh, are definitely changing at a rapid rate right now. Um, and you know, more on that to come, you know, every time we get good news, we want to share it with you guys. Um, but we got to make sure that it's, (laughs) it's solidified good news. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're super pumped and, uh, again, you know, we, uh, we, we appreciate you guys through and through. Um, we're probably going to be looking moving forward. I think, uh, probably looking at some, some quicker formats of, uh, the podcast to give you guys some quick hits, uh, throughout the week. Um, but, uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, make sure you go look us up on, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, that's uh, the way it's spelled on the link here. Uh, for me, make sure you go look up Evan Money 33 on pretty much all platforms, um, except don't, fo- don't look for me on Facebook. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, look me up. And uh, like I said, come check out uh, some other stuff that we've been working on uh, separately. And, uh, you know. Primes, you want to go and give, give them your stuff. Give them your stuff. Yeah, so my uh, my socials, guys, are Dare Primes, D-A-R-E-P-R-Y-M-Z. Um, yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram, you know, Twitter. Can't really give you my Snapchat or my uh, my Facebook. That's a little private. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <clears throat> just uh, just shoot me a DM, guys, and uh, we'll get back with you guys soon. So, Strange Crew does have its own Snapchat, though, folks. Yes. Strange Crew does have its own Snapchat. So uh, feel free to go hit that up. And again, reach out to us at any point. Um, <clears throat> in our DMs, uh, you can reach out to us uh, through uh, – if you're on Anchor checking us out, you can reach out to us in the Anchor comments, and we'll get back. Um. Let me see. I think there's there was one other thing in the jig. Oh, yes. Uh, you can also send us an email at strangecrewentertainment at gmail. Um, it does say entertainment, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, our uh, Snapchat uh, – Go check it out. Look us up. Uh, we'll be posting that soon. Also be checking us out on YouTube at Strange Crew. Um, I got to get the up, the logo updated on that as soon as possible. But, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's it for me. Um, I'm good. Primes, you got anything else? I'm good, brother. I'm good on that. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for another wonderful podcast. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Um, if you made it this far, please make sure that you hit that share button and share it to your top eight in MySpace because <laughs> why not? But uh, <laughs> remember, if you're in the metaverse, just remember that uh, Inception's a real thing and uh, just spend your top. But uh, yeah, for the Strange Crew podcast, I'm Evan Money. And this is Primes, and we is Fizz Out. Peace. Peace.